Hi, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. I'm your host, Becca. I'm a certified personal trainer, holistic health coach, and future chiropractor on my way to figuring out this thing we called life. Now, let's get babbling. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. And man, do I have another special interview for you. I had the honor of interviewing Brooks Hill, and I just, I had so much fun interviewing with her, and it was extra special because I got to meet her in person and actually physically talk to her in person, which I feel like makes the interview a whole different level. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. When I listen to a podcast and it's in person instead of over Zoom, there's just like this extra specialness to it and you can just feel it. So I hope you can feel that within the podcast that I did with her. But Brooke was someone I really wanted to interview because she was someone who had helped me discover Parker University and almost get comfortable with the feeling of transitioning into chiropractic and discovering a little bit more about it, which is something we go into in this podcast. But Brooke is a Tri-8 chiropractic student at Parker University. She has her bachelor's in kinesiology and is currently pursuing her master's in neuroscience as she continues her doctorate of chiropractic. Brooke is on a mission to help educate the public on the chiropractic industry and to better help people with their wellness. Some things that we discussed in the podcast is how Brooke discovered the world of chiropractic, common misconceptions around chiropractic, why Brooke chose Parker University, how Brooke deals with the ups and downs of school, what it was like for her to leave her, quote, safe option, and what it feels like to find and live your purpose and how to find your purpose. We also go a little bit into Brooke's secret project. I didn't realize it was a secret project, but, you know, I did my research. I found the things, and we talk a little bit about that. So if you are a chiropractic student, you definitely want to listen till the end for that part. But we discuss so many other things and touch on so many other things. I just really think even if you are not thinking about going into chiropractic, this is a very valuable podcast just to listen to because there's little, I almost want to say quotable moments. If I could figure out how to do the whole podcast reels thing where you do the bits of podcasts and people post them, you know what I'm talking about. I would definitely had done that with this podcast. But with all that being said, I can't wait to battle with you next time and I hope you enjoy. One of the first questions that I love asking people recently is just like, what have you been into research-wise? Or just like, what's a topic that keeps you up at night? Mm, I love that question. Yeah. Does that, I'm assuming it needs to pertain to chiropractic? No, it could be literally oh, okay. anything. Like, yeah. Ooh, very interesting. Well, now that I'm in clinic and I'm seeing patients, depending on who I'm seeing and what I'm treating them for, that kind of determines what I'm researching and what I'm looking at just so that way I'm staying as well-rounded as possible when I'm creating their care plans. Um, But overall, I would say a recent topic that's come up is brain-to-body connection. And I'm a big fan of Dr. Heidi Havoc's work where she talks about the chiropractic adjustment and the impact that it plays on the brain and how that can really impact whole body health. So that's what I'm the most interested in right now. That's really cool. Yeah. What what have you learned from that? Yeah, so she talks a lot about frontal lobe stimulation with the adjustment. And we know our frontal lobe plays a huge role in decision making and personality and all of these amazing things. Um, but also something that interests me 
is how chiropractic neuroscientists use all sorts of technology and rehab to rehab patients with PTSD. And that's, we have a really huge neuro program here at Parker, not only through our masters, but also through Synapse, Mm -hmm. where we do a lot of work on post-war patients or patients who are struggling with PTSD, depression, et cetera. And anyways, they use a lot of, or they reference a lot of her work and obviously other work throughout the world, but I've just learned that chiropractic can play such a larger role than just pain relief. It can truly change somebody's life just by stimulating the brain. That's like yeah. amazing. I didn't even know it was mm-hmm. like in the realm of like PTSD and yeah. helping with depression. That's, yeah. That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. And I can always learn more, but mm-hmm. so far what I'm learning, it, it just gets me more and more interested. I know. I feel like the brain is so complex. Like we feel like we know so much about it when in actuality we don't. I feel like it's one of those things where people say it's like the ocean. We only know a little bit about it, but like there's so much more to discover. So much depth. Yeah. For sure. Well, I know chiropractic is a big thing for you so like how in the world did you like discover this world of chiropractic good question also (laughs) so I discovered chiropractic when I was a freshman in college my mom was a classic back pain patient whenever you get into try one and you learn about your low back pain patient that comes in the door that was her (laughs) she called me actually and was like Brooks I've started going to a chiropractor and I'm healed I can walk I couldn't walk one day and I can walk the next day and this is amazing the more that I'm going the more I'm learning about it I'm realizing it's not just about pain relief it's also about whole body health and preventative care and I was a business major at the time, studying marketing, planning on going corporate after I graduated. And she said, I know you're into exercise and health and fitness, so when you come home for spring break, I have an appointment set up for you. And I'm very laid back, so I was like, okay, cool, that sounds good, mom. You know, I'm so glad that you're back feeling better. Mm-hmm. And that was all that I knew about chiropractic going into my appointment. Went into my appointment as just a wellness patient. I didn't have necessarily any complaints. And the more that I learned about it, the more that my, my chiropractor at the time just poured into me and shared with me about what she was doing and why she was doing it and how chiropractic was an option, a healthcare option or profession, the more interested I became. And so long story short, I ended up shadowing at that office, working for that office over every single break that I had. I ended up changing majors to kinesiology. <laughs> and then now we're here in chiropractic school. So that's a little bit about how I got into it. That's awesome. Like, what all did you know about chiropractic before, like, Mm -hmm. going and seeing that chiropractor? So I had a blank slate other Mm -hmm. than my mom's personal story. Mm -hmm. So I was really proud of my mom looking back for getting educated on what chiropractic was. She didn't just stop at the back pain. She didn't just stop. She also didn't just stop going when she got relief, right? Because that can happen sometimes. We see patients come in, they get out of pain, and that's great. But what my chiropractor did really, really well was educate her on the long-term effects that we can have with routine preventative maintenance care. And so she did that. And so that's all I knew was that it helps with back pain and that there was a wellness prevention aspect to it. Um, But as I shadowed and as I worked there, I saw that it opened so many doors um, and, and really opened my eyes to the opportunities and the power in chiropractic. And while there may not be Um, as strong of research in certain areas, okay, we have tons of research, tons of evidence backing back pain and neck pain, and it's wonderful because it can really change people's lives. Um, And while we do have some evidence in the realms of immunity and um, other other topics and other conditions, um, I was seeing patients get well from those things every single day. And so 
that really opened my eyes just again to the power of chiropractic and the opportunity that it held um, and, and that it could hold in my life as I pursued it as a profession. Yeah, I know for me, I was very much, when I was getting into chiropractic or discovering it, it was all the like, oh, they just pop and crack and that's pretty much it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. and and I talk with patients every single day about this, how, you know, it's not about the popping, it's not about the cracking. It may happen, it may not, but it's not necessary for a successful adjustment. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, what is, what makes a successful adjustment? Mm. This is a great question, too. I've never been asked this question, and I, I think if you ever interview other chiropractors, for sure, ask them as well, because mm-hmm. I've, I have a feeling that it might vary person to person um, a little bit, but in my own words, I would say a successful adjustment creates motion mm-hmm. and better brain-to-body connection, because when we're moving well, we know motion is life. Our body craves motion. We were made to move, and if it's not moving well, We call that in chiropractic a subluxation. It's basically a big big word for restriction or lack of motion, lack of stimulation, whatever you want to call it. And I'm I'm simplifying things here for sure. We we can have another talk after you've taken philosophy and everything. I love to chat philosophy. But anyways, so a successful adjustment restores motion, which I like to say restores life. Because when people can move better, they can get back to doing the things that they love. Oh my gosh, that's like one of the things I keep preaching on my podcast. I'm like, even when I talked about I wanted to be a physical therapist, it was like, literally, I feel like there would be more joy in this world mm-hmm. if people felt better, if yes. they, if there was less pain out there. And I feel like physical therapy, chiropractic, or just allowing people to move better and feel strong is what yes. allows them to do that. It yeah. really does. You're going to make a great chiropractor. You're already making a great chiropractor. It's Thank amazing. you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. You obviously, being in <laughs> clinic, are doing the same thing but yeah I know with as you were saying with like chiropractic there's more coming out Mm -hmm. it's like there's this like space of fear almost that could be like oh there's like not a lot of information but Mm -hmm. then at the same time there's like emerging new information Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting Mm -hmm. um what like do you have any fears about becoming a chiropractor Hmm. I can honestly say no. And I can confidently say that because I've worked in three chiropractic offices. I've shadowed in 18 now, I think, at this point. And especially now that I'm in clinic and I'm seeing the power of chiropractic and how not only how powerful chiropractic is, but how powerful the human body is. The human body was designed to heal. God created our bodies to heal and function and thrive so that we can live our best lives, right? Mm -hmm. Chiropractic just helps people do that whenever interference gets in the way long story short um so no I'm not I'm not scared you know maybe earlier in my career I you know career as in student career Mm -hmm. I may have answered differently but I'm so thankful that I have good mentors and I have had good mentors throughout my pre-chiropractic journey throughout my chiropractic journey and beyond to really show me how amazing chiropractic is so no I am excited I'm excited yeah What's one of the biggest lessons you learned from your mentors? Mm. I always love to share with students something my my greatest mentor shared with me my very first day of work when I started working for that, that practice. He said, Brooks, I want you to shadow as many chiropractors out there as you can because the only thing more important than learning what you do want in a practice and life is to learn what you don't want. So get out there, get as much experience as you can, and you'll quickly realize things that you do want and what you don't want. And a lot of people can sometimes be afraid to put themselves in a situation where they're not going to like it. 
that excites me because if I can figure out what I don't like, that puts me that much closer to figuring out, figuring out what I do want. That's a really mm-hmm. good perspective to have. Yeah. I know when I went to go shadow a chiropractor, he was literally like, if you want to listen to like raging music in your practice, listen to it. Yes. I was like, okay, okay, my patience might be a little tense, but okay, well, yeah. uh, maybe we'll figure that out. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he gave you some more advice than just that, but yeah. you never know. <laughs> yeah. What I think is really awesome is that like, it seems like you can mold your practice yes. into however you want to do it, which yeah. I think it like it almost to me in a sense makes it feel freeing because mm-hmm. I can be who I want to be yes mm-hmm. oh my goodness this brings up such a good point because chiropractic is a three-legged stool kind of like mm-hmm. what this mic is sitting on right now <laughs> yeah. um it's a it's a philosophy and art and a science mm-hmm. and the art stands for technique or the way we adjust but it can mean so much more than that it can be the office space that we create. It can be the relationships that we create with students. It's really just like every artist is different and creates different paintings. Or another way to look at this is chefs. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. One of my mentors gave me this analogy and I loved it. Have you ever seen that show where they basically have to make something, but they all end up doing it a different way. They get Mm -hmm. to the same end result, but they do it a completely different way. That's kind of like chiropractic (laughs) because we all have a different art and we all have a different way of explaining chiropractic and explaining what we're doing and even doing things. We Mm -hmm. we adjust differently, um, use different techniques, but at the end of the day, we're helping people live their best life. Yeah. What what are some common misconceptions you think people have about chiropractic? I think a lot of people think that it's only about the popping and cracking mm-hmm. and also that it's only about pain and pain relief. Okay. Um, I've also had people question my schooling and my education, mm-hmm. which was a very interesting conversation to have. But those are the top most three things that I think people people bring up is, you know, the popping and cracking and that it's all for a show and that you have to have that for it to be successful, which again, we've already kind of covered, um, and the education. Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with those like people coming back at you being like, oh, like your education isn't good enough or I don't know what they're saying to you? Yeah, yeah um, one of my mentors actually, he is phenomenal with communication and he talks a lot about asking more questions than giving answers. So if somebody is speaking on my chiropractic education, um, it's usually out of a space of lack of understanding. And so what I try to do in those scenarios is I will ask them, oh, well, what do you know about chiropractic school? Do you know how long it is? And again, tone of voice is really important here. I'm I'm not trying to quiz them here. I'm I'm really just seeking to understand what do they know or more importantly, what do they not know so that then I can help fill that gap. Yeah, I recently just finished a book called Motivational Interviewing and it just goes over that like whole concept of like, asking more questions will actually give you the answer you're looking for. I yeah. love it. Oh, you said it yeah, way better than I just did. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I just, I feel like sometimes we think we know what people think, mm-hmm. but actually we don't. And for us to be clear on what they need coverage on, we have to ask that question to get there. Yes, I cannot emphasize this enough. Like people who are listening, <laughs> listen to what Becca just said because it's so easy also to get defensive in those moments because here you are putting in, you know, chiropractic school is anywhere from three to four years. Some schools have, you know, lengthier programs for various reasons. But I mean, you add that to your, you know, bachelor's degree or, you know, the schooling that you have coming in and your elementary school and middle school and junior high and high school. I mean, it's a lot of work. So, you know, you're sitting there thinking about all of the grueling hours, the exams that you've taken, 
just the blood, sweat, and tears that you've put in and you have somebody looking at you saying, that's that means nothing. Mm-hmm. So it's so easy to get defensive, but it's so important to take a breath and remember 99.9% of the time, it's just coming from not understanding the full picture of what school entails and mm-hmm. and the grueling process that it can be. So I love what you said about that. I can't emphasize that enough, guys. Just try to take a breath and ask more questions. Yeah, and I feel like people could even take that, like even if they're not a chiropractor, like mm-hmm. they could take that into their daily life. Like yes. Most of the time, I know when I get in disputes with people mm-hmm. in conversations, it's usually because they don't understand where I'm coming from. Yes. Like so much anger is usually behind people either being insecure mm-hmm. about what you're bringing up yep. or just that they don't understand. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I really wanted to know what made you pick Parker because there's a thousand other like different chiropractic (laughs) schools. What made you pick Parker? Yeah. So Parker has always had a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. When I worked in those chiropractic offices throughout school, many of them were Parker grads. Some of them weren't though, Mm -hmm. but no matter where they graduated from, they each recommended Parker and some of them didn't even recommend their alma mater. And so that was kind of a red flag to me. Um, So that's something I would, you know, definitely encourage students looking into schools is talk to doctors who are out in practice about the school that they went to and if they would recommend it or not, because that can give you a good indication of what, you know, the process, what the education was like and what the culture is like at that school. Um, But I always answer this question regardless with two, two main points that I like to make. I wanted to come to Parker because of the values and opportunities that they provide values being leadership and service and integrity and family feel. I'm a graduate of Texas A&M and we have a lot of those similar values that we hold near and dear to our heart. And so I really resonated with the culture here on campus. Everybody's friendly, willing to help each other out. We call ourselves the Parker family. I mean, it's just from staff to pod doctors, to students, to professors, um, and everywhere in between, we really consider ourselves a family here. And that was really important to me. Secondly, opportunities. Parker is always growing, always trying to be better. And while sometimes that can bring growing pains, I personally am so proud to be at a school that is trying to be better for their students and better for their students in the long run. We were just talking about this actually before we started, how, you know, it's is if if changes can be made to make it better for people who are coming in behind me, I'm all for it. Even if that means I have to suffer a little bit throughout the growing pains. Mm -hmm. So those are the two biggest reasons. And I would firmly say that my expectations have been exceeded. I've been able to meet incredible people and create that Parker family feel. But also I've been able to join in on some opportunities that I don't think I would have been able to at other schools, such as Parker seminars, working part-time for our marketing department, working closely with production. I'm getting to be really, really involved with prospective students. So there's just a lot going on here at Parker. And also, I want to mention we have our master's program. So that's been a fun addition to my education. It's been definitely an addition because (laughs) I'm doing a little bit more work like many of my other peers. But I'll be graduating, when I do graduate, I'll graduate with my doctor of chiropractic and master's in neuroscience. So that'll be 
um, really fun and exciting, and I've really enjoyed getting to learn more about the neurology side, which mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about. Yeah, I know. I was about to ask you. I was like, okay, just a little quick question for me. Which major yeah. or masters did you pick? Because <laughs> yeah. like, I know I've been verging, and I even talked about this on the podcast mm-hmm. about why I switched to becoming going to Parker. Um, about debating back and forth between the sports performance and the neuroscience. So that's really cool. Yeah, Yeah. and just a little tip for you. You won't have to decide until you're in Tri-5 or Tri-6. I can't remember if somebody's listening. I'm so sorry. But Tri-5 or Tri-6, and when you do have to decide, you'll have already taken, like, the basics of neuro, the basics of nutrition, the basics Mm -hmm. in, like, rehab. So you'll have an understanding of, like, oh, what am I most interested in? And you'll be able to form relationships with students, like upper Tri students, like myself and other people who were in the master's programs and you can ask them like what has your experience been with it do you think it's worth it do you like it what's the course load and things like that when you were coming into Parker did you have like an idea of what you Mm -hmm. wanted to do as far as like chiropractic Mm -hmm. and like how has that changed for you yeah so when I came into Parker I I uh I envisioned myself being as open-minded as possible and having and graduating by the time I graduated having as many tools in my tool belt as possible and I would say that that has actually stayed very consistent now specifically I always envisioned myself working probably in a family wellness practice or starting my own family wellness practice and I still have that same goal and same dream Um, but I am still working on the details and fine-tuning kind of where I want to specialize or if I want to specialize you know in pediatrics or more on the neuro side or more on the sports side I mean I'm just kind of toying around with everything right now which is the perfect time because we're in clinic and it's like a playground over there in the innocence you know a clinical playground Mm -hmm. and so I'm enjoying getting to really figure all of that out so I would say it's actually remained the same because I'm still very much open-minded to to where I'm gonna end up and what I'm gonna be doing that's super exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You're almost like, I almost thought in my head, I was like, oh, once you get to clinic, like you should probably already have an right? idea, but it's like, no, you're like almost, you're finally using all the information you learned yeah. and then like applying it now and then you're still figuring it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that is a good analogy for life. Like mm-hmm. we always think that we have to know what we're going to be doing or who we're going to be at a certain period of time, but really everybody's still trying to figure it all out. So yeah. Take take peace in that. <laughs> I know, even for myself, because I'm very much a planner. Like yeah, you look same. at my Google calendar, it's like my whole day is like that's amazing. Pretty much planned, yeah. It's Gosh. like so. I like to think ahead, but sometimes it's like you got to leave that flexibility mm-hmm. for change. For sure. Mm-hmm. And something that I really think has, and I'm I'm kind of like putting pieces together as I'm talking through this. But in clinic. You know, I've been super open-minded over school, so gone to a lot of clubs, which we talked about pre-interview about, you know, being open-minded and going to as many clubs as possible because you'll really, really grow in perspective and the way that you view patients when you do get over to the other side. You'll be able to pull from that experience of, of what you learned, you know, up to that point. But also, I think about the people that, you know, I'm seeing, my patients right now, and they are all very, very different. In, in the sense of like their presentations of, you know, what, mm-hmm. what we're treating in their treatment plan. Um, and I find that I find that interesting and wonder if it has to do with the, the fact that I remained so open minded and learned so many different things. It's almost like the Lord is like, all right, I'm going to give you a little bit of everything. Like, yeah. go. <laughs> so it's just it's it's just another reason to stay open minded, because 
clinic is the time to, again, try it all out, do all the things, and really learn what you do like and what you don't like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, have, what has the process of clinic been like for you? The transition from academics to clinic, I'm not going to lie, has been very, very tough. And mm-hmm. me and my friends have all kind of leaned on each other's shoulders this week. I think it's week six of the trimester right now. So we're almost to that halfway point. And the halfway point is, is it's a tough one. You know, on the academic side, the halfway point is like midterms and mid practicals and, and it's stressful. And over on the clinic side, it's just the accumulation effect of, you know, everything you've been doing is just building up. And Mm -hmm. for us in Tri-8, we have part two boards next weekend. We have our capstone, which is kind of like Parker's version of part four. They they do that to prepare us for part four, which I'm very thankful for. But we have that March 2nd. Um, We have a big radiology exam the next week. And then we have part three boards in March and then part four boards in May. So kind of the January through March, May-ish time frame is very stressful for us. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's been really, really tough balancing everything. I like to remind myself, though, that I've been through hard things in school. I've done hard things that this is just going to be one another one of those hard things that I'm going to accomplish. But you have a great support system by the time you get to this point. I can think right now of several names that come to mind people who are at school my husband you know my family I was just on the phone with my mom before you got here actually um you know pod doctors and professors who I see on campus walking around they're always checking in they're always making sure that they can be there to support you if you need it and then mentors in my life you know when it comes to just like encouraging me they know exactly what this process was like going through school and going through clinic and going through boards and all of the things so it's been tough, but it's it's such a bittersweet thing because when you're seeing patients and you're being present, it's like, this is what I was called to do. This is why I'm here. This is why I worked so hard. And then when you're done seeing patients, it's like, now I've got to study for boards and you're tired and you've got maybe family that you have to, you know, attend to, which is a great thing. I'm so thankful for, you know, my family who I get to spend time with, but You've got all of these little things going on. So it's such a bittersweet transition, I would say. Yeah, it sounds like having that support system Mm -hmm. really helps guide you through, like, getting through the day. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And with, like, having different just, uh, I want to say clients, but, like, patients to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. It's just having that different toolbelt and figuring out, like, what you want to do and how, like, I know for me, uh, being a personal trainer, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, got to look at the person like completely, like they're a new human yes. being. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long have you been a personal trainer? I got my certification last, uh, August. So Amazing. I was personal training in person for a while. And then now I've switched more to like holistic health nice. coaching. Yeah. Cool. So I've been starting to get clients from there, but yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. I'm just, like, trying to spread the wellness, you know? Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. going to just benefit you and your future patients so much. Mm-hmm. That's another point I'd like to make really quick. <laughs> just as an encouraging mm-hmm. point is, like, from the moment you start school, you are doing everything partially for yourself, you know, because it's your goal to become mm-hmm. a DC. But you are doing things for the people that you will serve. And not, like, one day, like two and a half years, you will be serving people, you know, in clinic and then beyond that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, your athletic training background, your wellness coaching background, 
perfect. That's going to just help you so much and other people in the future. And you're already helping people now, which is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and then like, I know you had posted on your Instagram, you were like, oh yeah, like I'm serving people, like I'm doing my purpose. Mm. Like, how does that feel to do that? Oh, it's, it's so rewarding. It's just like I said before, you know, it's such a bittersweet thing, more on the sweet side for living on purpose, (laughs) but just you know, in the midst of the stress, in the midst of the studying for boards, which is sitting right next to us for those listening, it's, I'm reminded of the little wins that I'm already seeing in clinic, the people who haven't had a headache, you know, since we started treatment, the people who their mobility has improved significantly since we've started, the people who feel like they can breathe deeper after an adjustment and their stress levels are so much better and they're able to manage their stress during busy season at work just those little things I was I love how we're having this conversation because literally I was talking to my mom I called her this morning and I was just like I need prayer I am you know really hitting kind of like this draining six week six Mm -hmm. of the try thing I need some prayer like help me out here and I called her this afternoon after seeing patients and I was like I just want you to know First off, thank you for the prayer. <laughs> thank you for the Lord. And secondly, that I'm in a much better headspace now after serving and being in clinic and truly serving out my purpose. And and actually, before I even said the word purpose, I said serving in clinic. I'm in you know I'm in such a better headspace after serving. And she said, "You're living out your purpose." And I said, "Yes, I am." So. If that could be put into a feeling, that's how I would answer that question. <laughs> yeah, just like bottle it up, tie it off with a bow. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. For people who are struggling with their purpose, mm-hmm. what would you say to them? Mm. You know, I would say, for me personally, prayer was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, just really trying to differentiate, is this something I want because I want it or because the Lord wants it for my life? Is this something I don't want? Or maybe is it something I don't want because I don't want it or maybe I should pay more attention to it, you know, because the Lord's trying to put it into my life. So for me, prayer and my faith was huge. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I would say, my mom always tells me this, is to just keep your feet moving. So for example, when I was in the business school, I thought I wanted marketing. I thought I wanted a corporate career. And I quickly realized I did not, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I actually looked before I, before she called me and was like, hey, I have a chiropractic appointment for you. I was actually looking at like doctor of osteopathic medicine or being a pediatrician or, you know, I was kind of looking into the MD space and DO space um, before I had ever been introduced to chiropractic. And basically, I really believe that just continuing to put your your one foot forward in front of the other, the Lord will direct you and, and open up doors that you don't even know are possible. I had no idea that chiropractic was an option until my mom called me. But I think I was following my gut and my heart that like marketing wasn't for me. And so I opened my mind to other things and the Lord provided. So I would say if you feel like you're, you're not on the right path, keep going, like doing whatever you need to do to get through that. But try to open up your mind and your heart to like other opportunities that, that could possibly arise because you never know. It could be something that you have no idea about that you could all of a sudden get introduced to. That that was the case for me. Yeah. Did you have any fear building up inside of you when you realized like, oh my gosh, this thing that I was chasing mm. after, it's like, it's not what I wanted. So like, how do I know what I want? What was that like for you? It was that... I can say I was scared of that Mm -hmm. um, because when I was in the business school, thankfully I was only in in my freshman year. You know, I hadn't invested too terribly much time. But the business school at A&M is very difficult to get into. And if you leave it, 
it's slim chance that you're going to be able to come back and get back in. So that was a big conversation that I had with my parents. You know, they were like, we want to make sure that, you know, are you sure that you want to change majors? Are you sure that you want to do all of this? And the more that I shadowed, the more I felt affirmed in my decision. Mm -hmm. I, I would say another thing that helped me feel more and more confident about my decision for pursuing chiropractic and really taking the leap and doing something totally different than marketing and business what and really also marketing and business is in chiropractic so yeah but anyways <laughs> that's a, another episode um but something that helped me was I became interested you know well first off had no idea it was out there my mom calls me and says I have an appointment for you I took the appointment I could have very well been like I don't know what that is no mm -hmm. but I was open-minded again a common theme here open-minded took the appointment when I was there I became interested. My chiropractor actually offered to meet me for coffee and answer any questions I had. I took her up on that opportunity then. So it's like I kept just kind of saying yes and things kept happening. I think that if you are doing taking steps and you're getting no's and you're getting bad gut feelings and you're getting things that um, don't make sense, that's probably a good sign that this, this ain't it. This is not mm -hmm. the way to keep going. So if you're pursuing a new career, a new purpose, a new path in life, and you feel like doors keep opening, people keep, you know, you keep meeting people who interest you, who are sharing more, you're growing more in your passion for whatever that is, then that's probably a good indication that you should keep, keep going in that direction. Yeah, I know for myself when I literally, this was the story of what happened is, yeah. um, so Dr. Thomas came to talk to my class Love and him. I was just like, okay, like this was, I was that person that was very much like, okay, I'm going to actually see if this chiropractic thing is a real deal sort yeah. of situation. Yeah. And um, I just, I remember feeling lit up after the conversation, came home, told my dad, I'm not going to become a physical therapist. I'm not going to UNT. We are like canceling everything and we're switching. And they're just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it just, it was, it's hard to describe, but it's almost this like energetic feeling of mm -hmm. you're like, this is right. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to put it. And mm -hmm. you don't, no, you don't understand that until you find it. And then, mm -hmm. so one day, guys, y'all are going to feel that and you're going to be like, that's what Becca and Brooks are talking about. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it's it's just remember, I'm a big journaler. Yeah. So like going back to those, like even having like tally marks or something mm -hmm. or like, not tally marks, but the little like, you know, the little sticky things you put yes. on the pages? Yeah. Yes. Just yeah. having those marks for those like bad days yeah. of like, am I really doing this? I really don't want to take this exam. I know for me right now, physics is really kicking my butt and you I'm just like, it. I don't want to do this I anymore. Know. Yeah. And it's like, there's a reason behind why I'm doing this. Yes. It might suck right now, but like it, it will pass. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. I, that is a common theme that you will continue to have throughout chiropractic school. There will be certain classes that you're like, mm, why do I have to do this? You know, Oh, like I'm just not passionate about this. But there's a reason we all had to go through it and other people will go through it after you. So it is possible. My, my uh, common motto throughout chiropractic school is it's difficult but doable. Mm -hmm. So everybody's going through it and we're all in the trenches and it's difficult as heck, but it is doable. So don't forget that last part. Okay, that's mm -hmm. a good, yeah, I like that. When you were younger, were you always this open-minded and curious? Mm -hmm. I like to think so. I would like to, we should have my mom on next time. No. Um, I was the child from what they tell me 
that was I was a performer I was when I when they would um push me in a buggy at Target or wherever we were I was like waving to people and saying hi and talking to them I'm a middle child also mm-hmm. um but anyways I I like to think so but I, I was very interested in music and um lots of artsy stuff I played some sports I played volleyball I rodeoed so I was kind of dabbling in a lot of different things heavily involved in high school with my church band and worship band and um then got to college and the rest is history yeah, <laughs> now I'm yeah. here but yeah I like to think that I was yeah all I'm imagining is just a tiny version of you being like a little passionate <laughs> like get you a little tiara and just like waving to people <laughs> honestly that's that's about right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Um, so what another thing I wanted to ask you about yeah. was this whole like destination shadow that mm-hmm. I saw on your website. What is yes. that all about? Yeah. <gasps> Becca. <laughs> she found a little secret. Okay. Well, it's not really a secret because it's on my website, mm-hmm. but I've not publicized it yet. It's kind of like one of those things, like if you find it, mm-hmm. you find it. But if you don't, you don't. You know those treasure hunts where it keeps saying yes? Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, Destination Shadow is something in the works. And I put it out there just in case people run across it. They can kind of start to become interested. But since I've shouted in so many offices and I've been very public about that on my Destination DC Instagram page... I get tons of DMs asking for places to shadow from students. You know, hey, like I'm gonna be in this area. Do you, do, have you shadowed anybody there? Would you recommend? Hey, I'm gonna be in this area. Just the same thing over and over. And I'm, mm-hmm. I love that students are getting out to shadow. It's one of my biggest recommendations. One of my biggest tips to people or to pre-chiropractic students and current chiropractic students is shadow, shadow, shadow for the reason that my mentor told me earlier, that big piece of advice that he gave. But Destination Shadow was birthed out of that. I I see a need for there to be a platform, a one place, you know, one place that people can go to find places that are available to shadow. Because what I find is a lot of students, they'll ask follow-up questions to me, like if I give them a place, they'll say, okay, well, did you email them? Did you call them? Were they open to it? What is it like there? You know, it's just lots of questions. So... The way that I envision Destination Shadow, and I reserve the right to change some of these things, but the way that I envision it all playing out eventually is there will be student portal, or I mean, you can be a pre-chiropractic student, but student, chiropractic student, pre-chiropractic student portals, and there will also be provider portals. Um, And providers can set up a profile on Destination Shadow. It'll have a little bit of information about them, kind of like, you know, a little bit about me um, scenario. And it'll have if they're hiring or not, because that's something that older tries as they shadow. You know, they want to know, is this worth putting my time and effort to go mm-hmm. visit? You know, if they're sh- if they're hiring. Um, it'll have their location, and then it'll have their email and phone number or best way to contact them, whatever the office prefers. And then students can create a profile and have a little bit about them. You know, what techniques that they prefer, what try they're in, um, just a little bit of information and then they can request to shadow at certain offices that they want to go to and the goal would be to have um, a map also so that way it's easy for people to see if they're going to be traveling out of state you know back home over the break and they want to shadow somebody in Nashville or they want to shadow somebody in California or whatever it is Um, so you know for for docs I'm looking you know across the whole country I want you know docs from everywhere to be a part of it and then that way students and I want this to be free for students I I love and am so thankful for all of the mentors who have shared you know 
free information with me. And again, I, I got into this profession because people gave back to me and I love doing things like this with you mm-hmm. um, because I think it's a way to give back to those younger and my peers as well. And I learned so much from other people. So I, I just want to provide as much free information as I can. So the goal will be for it to be free for students and an easy way for people to shadow and also great for doctors because they can hopefully find people and potential chiropractors for their practice to hire. Yeah, I know when I was looking to go shadow and kind of like switch my whole perspective, I was just kind of like, who do I go to? Like I had some people be like, oh, this is my chiropractor, go shadow them. Mm -hmm. And I've had a few of them like that, but it's it's still like kind of weird to figure out, okay, how do I contact Mm -hmm. them? It almost sounds like it's like an... an indeed version of like yeah. the of chiropractic yeah. which is really cool no for sure there's other yeah. platforms for sure that like have helped me draw inspiration you know mm-hmm. to create this but um you know the real inspiration was all of the people listening all of you know the my followers and people who have just been dming me over the past three years saying asking me all of those questions that I already mentioned yeah did you already have like like when you opened your Instagram account mm-hmm. was it like were you intending about just talking about um chiropractic or mm-hmm. what was like the motivation to open that Instagram account Becca the motivation for opening that Instagram account was exactly what you told me before we started recording in that when you found my YouTube, you couldn't really find anything else. There was like not a lot, or actually it was, I guess before you found my YouTube, but like you were searching for chiropractic school information and couldn't really find anything. Mm-hmm. And myself and another girl were the only ones that you found, right? Yeah. So it was that, but there was nothing. So whenever I start, I decided, okay, I'm gonna make this transition, I'm gonna change majors, I'm gonna pursue chiropractic school. Um, I got on YouTube. And I got on Instagram and I was like, okay, chiropractic school vlogs or chiropractic school interview tips, chiropractic school this, that. And I couldn't find anything. Actually, I could find one guy and I'm going to give him a shout out, Dr. Gage. He's in practice now. Um, but other than that, and he, he was later on in his school career, you know, I was looking for like application tips and interview tips and try one, you know, how do you do this tips? And I couldn't find anything. And so I just thought maybe... Maybe I can help. You know, maybe I can, you know, document my journey and figuring all of this out. And there may be ups and there may be downs, but if it can help somebody else, if I can give back in this way, like so many have given back to me, it's worth it. So originally, yeah, I, I started out posting just strictly chiropractic things. The more that I grew and the more comfortable I got online, I started sharing more. Um, I would get questions about outfits or questions about, you know, different beauty things. And so I started sharing more of that. And, um, but originally it was supposed to be like just solely chiropractic. Mm. Did you ever deal with like imposter syndrome when it came to like posting? (laughs) Yes, girl. And I would try to get doctors to read my posts because back in the day, like three, four years ago, whenever I first started, like I said, it was all chiropractic things. And I wanted to make sure my eyes were dotted and T's were crossed. So if I referenced research, I put it in there. And I still do that. I mean, mm-hmm. if I reference research, like I'll put it, I'll link it or whatever. But, um, you know, if I was talking about anatomy or conditions or adjustments or whatever, I would send what I wrote and my posts to mentors. And I would be like, hey, how, you know, would you change anything? If so, what would you say? How do you, how would you word this? And 
once they kind of gave me like the, yeah, that looks good. Like that's easy to understand or, oh, yep, that's correct. You know, like that is anatomically correct. Um, then I would post it. So I always had other eyes on things. Now, as I've gotten in school, I've honestly transitioned my content a lot. It's a little bit less educational in a forceful way. Um, it's more educational in a, I don't want to say sneaky way, but a, a kind of a quieter way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always had, I always had it proofread, but yeah, still I would, I would feel like, okay, I'm a pre-chiropractic student, a kinesiology major in undergrad posting, you know, about all of these big things, you know, now I'm like, okay, like I know what that is, so I feel <laughs> fine. But you know, back then, yeah, there was a little bit of that, but I felt better because pe- mentors had approved it. Yeah, it's just like taking those baby steps of like, okay, we're putting one post out at a time. Yes, yeah. yes, for sure. And I, I think you get more and more comfortable with that. You learn more. I'll, oh my gosh, I, I feel like I really, really learned a lot about a lot of things before even getting to chiropractic school because I was digging into, you know, the research and the, the information that was out there and my mentors asking them questions about chiropractic and about the adjustment, about the art, science, and philosophy. Mm-hmm. So creating my Instagram actually really just helped me become more and more confident in what I am now able to communicate. Yeah, because yeah. I know I've looked into like study tips and like mm-hmm. learning and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that it always comes back to is when you teach others, yeah. it just cements it in your brain mm-hmm. and you have to like put those words together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, I keep going back to like thinking, okay, you seem like you're super into health and fitness. You're super into chiropractic was like, what made you want to go into business in the first place? Mm. Like, did you always have that fitness background or was it more just like it emerged as you like got older? That's really funny. Good question. Also, (laughs) girl, you're full of the good questions. Um, So business, both my parents are in business. Both Mm. of them were in the corporate world. And so whenever like junior and senior year of high school, whenever I was just like, I don't know really what I want to do business seemed like the safest option. Mm -hmm. So whenever I went to A&M and whenever I got into Mays, I felt like, okay, you know, it's difficult to get into. So I felt like, all right, this is kind of a yes. Like we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. like stepping into purpose. I was like, okay, I feel like this is a yes. I'm going to pursue this for now. If anything changes, it it changes and we'll deal with it from there. Um, And let me tell you, I am so thankful for my short time in the business school. I feel like it taught me so much about professionalism and from from all different aspects from speaking to networking to you know writing up a resume to emailing to just all the little things and so while i didn't spend a ton of time in the business school before i transitioned out the time that was spent there i think taught me so many valuable lessons so that's what originally got me interested is honestly i just felt like it was the safest option yeah, th- no, that's a good point. I almost feel like for some reason it like gave you this foundation for a purpose just yeah. to like get ready for like when you become a chiropractor because mm-hmm. I know that's a big thing where it's kind of just like okay, I learned all this information about becoming a chiropractor, mm-hmm. but like what about the business yeah. side? <laughs> like I I know even for myself like I was even when I was little I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna own my own business. It's gonna happen. Yes. It's one thing for it to be a dream, but then also like making it a reality is another thing. Yes, one hundred percent. I'm very thankful that my husband is an accountant mm. and he got his master's in finance. I do not have the brain, so I'm very thankful that I, I need to find myself <laughs> one of those. <laughs> We'll work on it. We'll okay. work on it, girl. Um, no, but, you know, he's been an incredible support, and especially as one day, as we get closer to the one day of, of opening my own practice, I know that having his support and his knowledge will be 
will be amazing and I'm very thankful for that <laughs> that's awesome yeah. well I've really enjoyed this time talking with you today um are there ways that people can connect with mm-hmm. you where can they find you where can they find this soon like destination yeah. the shadowing thing <laughs> yeah yeah so I've really enjoyed this thank you again mm-hmm. for for inviting me on the podcast I think you're doing a wonderful job communicating okay. wellness and all thing all things Becca you know <laughs> with us all so we really appreciate you putting in the time and work because we know it's a lot of work and not many people realize that but I know it's a lot of work so thank you for doing that um, yeah, ways that you guys can find me. So I'm on Instagram, destination.dc. Also, I have a website, destinationbrooks.com, and that's where you can find all of the information about Destination Shadow. I also have a TikTok where we have a little fun over there. It's at Brooks Chill, C H I L L. That's it. I love that. Okay, I have one last question <laughs> yeah. before we end. Uh, what would you tell your younger self? How young are we talking? Oh, however young you want it oh, to be. Oh, my goodness. I would tell my younger self that you will be living a completely different life than you ever imagined, but it will be more purposeful than you ever imagined. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that (laughs) wraps that that. (laughs) up. Yeah, we're going to wrap up right there. Thank you again so much. I loved this. Me too.